Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Coaches Road podcast. Today, we are joined by Uli. Uli is the under-20 head coach for the, for the Lahti Pelicans. And it was, really, it was really exciting that we got the opportunity to get them on the show. I mean, we are both coaching in the Pelicans, and it's always a really good chance to speak to the people inside the organization. And the first time I got to see Uli speaking was actually on his alumni presentation. And I remember that presentation very well it was the impression he made was very interesting to me and then you're coaching in pelicans and of course you're following the coaches inside the club and then you follow all to the teams and you see the way how they want to play and then i doing during the beginning of the season i got to see him i got to see a presentation from him of course it was a finish but you always can take something away even though it's not your not your Not your mother language or your second language. I think even with, without understanding the language, 100, 100%, you can. There were a lot of videos and there there were a lot of other useful things. And I got also a little bit translation. So, and I think overall was just really this entire path is just so fascinating for me because he started coaching in under 13 and he's going to speak uh, he's going to speak about it also during our conversation. And then he is. With the same players he has been coaching, he's he's still coaching them. Those guys are born 2001, and I think that's the that's the last birth year this year in A juniors. And I mean, if you coach seven or eight years, the same players, just the journey you went through, how much you can see they're growing, how much you can support them, and also like really, they are 12 years old that time, and now they are 19, 20 year old men more or less, or junior players and they are they're playing at the top level here in under 20s in Finland and some of them they have I guess they have the potential to play the Liga SM so it must this is something very very unique and I think we didn't have something like that on our show so far yeah for sure and you know I, I mentioned it to him in the episode I get I'm a little jealous of that you know it's it's a cool experience to be able to stick with those players that that whole time and really you know, really see how they develop and how they improve. And, and even some of them are in Liga now, you mentioned. And, and um, it's, uh, it's quite impressive and it's a, it's a really cool path. And really glad he was able to find the time and share that with us and, and just talk with us. And now, you know, we've had on um, someone from, I would say, four of the you know, top under 20 leagues in the world, right? You have, we've had on someone from the USHL someone from um, ASM here in Finland, someone from um, the under 20s league in Sweden and one from Germany. And I think that is um, really cool to start to see what is happening at the top level of, of under 20s hockey around the world. And there's very similar themes and then there's the, the cultural impacts and it's uh, again, really cool to see. And then of course, actually we had um, on um, Travis from under 20s in Canada and now he's with U18, but a lot of different perspectives and it's really cool to see the kind of complete picture now that's happening at that age group around the world. And um, yeah, I learned a lot from, from Uli today and really excited to share it with everybody. So without keeping you here any longer, let's take it over to him and we hope you guys enjoy the conversation. We would like to welcome on the under-20s head coach from the Junior Pelicans, or actually Pelicans, because you guys are under the Liga organization, Uli. 
So first of all, Uli, thanks for joining us today. We are lo located very close to each other. Derek and I are recording this from Biromeki, and I assume you are in Lahti. So first of all, how is everything going and how are you doing? Thanks, guys, and thanks for having me. And actually, I'm in, in Salo right now. We have a day off, so I'm at my hometown. So we are not so close at the moment, moment. but thanks. I'm doing really good. Yeah, we're excited to, to have you on. And it's always fun to, to talk to people from within our own organization or kind of structure. I know you guys are under the, the Liga state, um, organization, but it's, it's always nice to talk some, some Pelicans and, and kind of what's going on in the area. But before we jump into kind of who you are as a, as a coach and, and how your team's doing and everything, can you just give us a, a brief overview of, of yourself and kind of where you grew up? What were you involved with as a, as a young person and then kind of what you're doing currently with the under 20s team? Yeah, so I, I grew up in, in Salo, Salo, Finland, and, and I think I have a, as a hockey coach, I have a pretty typical background. So, so my brother was playing hockey and, and football. My father was a football coach, not a professional, but coaching, coaching a, a team in team in Salo. And 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 there was a small gravel field close to our home, home where where. We played. We we had a lot of same age kids in the in the area where I grew up, and and we played all the sports: Finnish baseball, football, uh, track and field, uh, tennis in the same in the same gravel field. And then, of course, in winter it was outdooring for for hockey. So I think that's a pretty typical story how to get involved in hockey. And 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 I was good enough, so I. I became a professional professional player i played played over 10 years professional first in finland and then in few other european european countries and and now now i'm now i'm coaching i think that's a i think that's a really typical way to be a hockey coach yeah you just mentioned that your hockey background is very typical and that you had a um professional career as a player so overall and we're in, um, in preparation of this episode we also have found out that you have been winning a gold medal as an under 18 player with the national team and overall what was that experience like and how did those experience those playing experience help you to transition to coaching uh that's that's so many so many years ago ago <laughs> that that i have almost almost forget it but I think the, that I was a player, it didn't help me much to be a coach. You know, I think it's more like a, that you have a basic knowledge of the game. You know the, you know the rules and you, you know the certain technical skills, but I don't, I don't see that, that it's a big factor if you're going to be a coach or not, if you played or not, because it, it can even be more like a, it can limit you that if you've been a player, because the, when you start coaching, you have to have such a different mindset. And, and also, also, you have to kind of start rethinking the whole game again. Well, so how was that transition for you? You know, how, what was the process that you went through at the beginning of your coaching career to what you just said, you know, switch your mindset and, and view it from a, a different perspective? Uh, 
when I when I started to coach, I went to the the under thirteen age group and and I went to the assistant coach for that that age group and and then there was I don't I don't really like this triple A double A one A categories, but but in that that team there was like the, all the players were practicing together, but there was double A and triple A, and I asked that that. Okay, can I be a head coach of that double A? And and they they give me that gave me that position and and it's a there's a pretty big gap between coaching under 13 double A team and and few months before you were playing professional hockey. So so it was kind of like that, you know, I have to change a lot because that's there's nothing same otherwise than that we are on ice so so it was really eye-opening to go to the first practice and understand that you know i cannot do anything i've been i've been in the hockey world over 20 years but i don't understand anything about coaching i don't i don't know how to handle these players i don't i don't know how to teach them anything so so i think that was the moment that i understand that you know i cannot lean on that what i i learned when I was a player, and I think it would be a different situation if I would go right away. Let's say some, you know, in Finland second league team to be an assistant coach or something like that. So I, I I could be using those same same things and same ideas, copying the coaches who coached me. But now I didn't. I couldn't do it. I had to change. So what overall what has helped you to adapt from playing to coaching? So in other words, how how have you managed from from being a coach, from being a player to becoming a coach? Of course, I think the biggest thing is that I, I went to study in Vierumaki Hagahelia degree program. So so I I kind of had, had the mindset that coaching is the is the same thing than than any other profession that you have to actually study it, learn it, and and when I got that idea in my mind, so that helped me a lot, and I, it also gave me the the idea that you know I don't have to be perfect right now. I don't need to know everything. That I can actually learn it. Same way how I how I learned it to play hockey when I was a kid. Yeah. So you just mentioned your. Uh, an alumni from from the same program that Rick and I are in now. Looking back at that, um, and I, I, I'm sorry, I can't remember exactly what DP class you were in, but um, what were your kind of key takeaways from that program, and how did that help you kind of become the coach that you are today? Uh, of course, I, I learn. You know, like in I think in every every school or every education you go, you learn a lot of the. That you get the competence, you learn a lot of new ways, new ideas. But, but for me, the key takeaway is that that it it really made me thinking. And and it kind of changed the the idea that for me that there's there's an absolute right way or absolute wrong way, that you can do things so many different ways. It, it depends how you do it, and and because. When you are a player, you easily think that the way with which was best for you, that's the right way. But you know, it's when you are coaching 
30 different that you have 30 players they are all different so you cannot like think that you know there's only one right way and it was the way how somebody coached me so so that was i gonna figure out when i was i was studying in vieram again of course because there was a the students and teachers in different sports so many different you know backgrounds different countries so it was really eye-opening and of course i came st straight from the professional player career so so i think players are and you have to be pretty selfish you are interested about yourself but but as a coach you cannot be like that so overall what what is the thing meanwhile how would you consider yourself nowadays as a coach so what is your coaching philosophy what are your core values and how have you identified these things uh, uh first of all i believe in practicing i that we're we're talking a lot for players about growth mindset and it's a it's an interesting thing that in, in in language in english you have you have talented and then you have gifted but in in finnish we only have word lahjakas gifted and i think that's the most most dangerous word that you you are naturally gifted that somebody gave you something for free and 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 I, I like to tell my players, I remind my players every once in a while that, that when they are doing really well, that if somebody tells you that you're gifted, so you should be a little bit offended about it because you've been working really hard to get these skills. So, so we really try to teach that ground mindset for the players and, and that practicing is the key. That there's no, there's no some mystical example hockey sense that you can get from mother's milk. No, it's it's because you've been playing, you know, outside and, and street hockey and watching hockey and try to figure out and learn. Maybe watching some videos. It, that's and and that's I think that's the biggest thing what I have had or what is why in my philosophy. The second thing is that that example in in in, in Vieromagi degree program, it, it, there's a and and people hockey coaches they really like to talk about these upper level things, but but you I think that I really need to have the hockey competence. I need to know my sport, and I need to get better co coach all the time. I need to get better and better. And also, I need to have that growth mindset that I can practice this coaching. I can, the more I coach, the better I get. I, I, I always need to learn something new, always challenge myself, reflect my actions that how did I do? Can I, can I come better? That's also kind of the thing that, that the players, they need to trust that also our coach try, tries to get better all the time. And I'm not just talking about this nice fancy upper level things and uh, then i believe that coach must be really consistent that players have to have some something that they can always lean on 
that it's it's not i don't mean that <laughs> that you have to be stupid that you have a sign, some kind of game system and you see that it doesn't work and you just keep going and going you can always change things but the some things must be really consistent then i don't know example we in one season uh we had in our team values that that we want to be really honest that that honest for it for us each other but also that how we play we want to play really honest way kind of be be really like proud of that we are we are hockey players and 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 the way how we we act and how we behave and and we had a really interesting situation middle of the season that that we got in one game we got a lot of penalties and we we lost the game and of course you know the heat of the moment the heat of the game after the game we already we all were really emotional and and some of the players from our team captains they 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 came to me and 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 it's in our values that we are honest so it means that we don't fake injuries we don't dive on ice we don't try to get penalties for other team doing these kind of unhonest things and and the, the players asked me that hey should we start to do that also that you know after the hit that we lay on the ice and the opponent got five five minute penalty and and i started to think also that you know this is stupid that why don't we do it it's part of the game nowadays but on the other hand it's not consistent if we change our values every right away when you face some difficulties so so it's sometimes it's really hard to be consistent sometimes it's 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 really difficult but i think that's that's a pretty big thing in my my coaching philosophy then team team is really important for me and because it's it's kind of like a trainer because it's in the team sport but it's not like that nowadays anymore because there's there's a lot of talk about this athlete-centered coaching and it's a really good thing but you have to understand it right it cannot be that we have just 25 individuals making their own career in team is really important for me and and right away when we start the new season i i i start to build build the team in environment as that we have to have a team identity that we are and and it it have to we when we have that identity it have to be what we are as team it must be in the practices in the games i i with the players we want to answer the questions that what makes us recognizable and what separates us from others who we are and what we can proud of and that's how i started i start the season the building the team and and we i also want the players that they really think that examples that what are the those things in our everyday actions and and of course it's important that we do it together with the players because they are the core of the team so they are kind of making the identity for us and and how we play those things 
those things come from the coach, but the identity comes from the players. But of course, uh, us as a coaches, we need to be also buy this identity thing and, and believe it. And, and after that, because we have our identity, what kind of team we want to be in practicing in games in, in, in outside of the arena. So then we can go in, in values. And, and those are the things that are really valuable things for us. And, and it's a guideline, guideline for the, for the team how to make decision, make the decision that you respect our values. And, and that's also the one thing that I think every hockey team have values. But, but in my opinion, it's really important to see those values that they really come true every day. It's not just a nice PowerPoint beginning of the season that, that okay, these are, these are our values. And next time we talk about those values one year later when we start a new season. So, so we try to always find the, the uh, simple examples to players that what these values means in your everyday actions. What does it mean when you, when you live your life outside the arena? What, what does it mean when you're practicing? What does it mean when you are playing the game? And we don't, we don't have, in our locker room, we don't have any, any posters on the wall. We don't have these power, powerful words on the wall that, that this is our value. I, I don't believe that the values are how we, how we actually act every day. But those are, those are the, the, the basically the philosophy and, and core values in upper level. Well, I think the answer you just provided us here that the values then, then you need to display them in your every, every day's action. They are very, they, are very um, they go back to your answer that you need to be consistent in your coaching mm -hmm. approach. And I think that yes. totally aligns here. And what I would like to know, because you mentioned now that they are this game identity and I don't remember 100% when it was, but I think it was around the beginning of the season, you had the presentation in Lahti about the game identity. Um, so I, I understood I understood a little bit. My finish is still not very evolved, even though I lived meanwhile two and a half years here. But I think it's 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 pretty pretty similar to um, the vision of how you want to play hockey. And if if I'm correct here, yes. And, and yeah, it's, what 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 is that identity? And, and and it's a little bit it's a little bit different because this is what we I, I started to do with the team when we started new practice it's the identity of the team and it's not about the hockey but the thing what i i actually i had the the Bellingons, they they asked me that if if i can i can kind of like put it together and plan the the identity of the of the game identity of the whole you know the whole club and and it's it's a little bit more it's a little bit different thing because it's about it's mostly about hockey but there was also we cannot separate the values and identity of the of hockey i don't know if that answers your question at all yeah yeah i think it did and, and you know I'm, i'm wondering if if you can just explain briefly like what what is your team identity this year um in terms of you know for me it kind of seems like you're the difference between a game identity is that's kind of how we play hockey, but that feeds off of our team identity of how we act both on and off the ice kind of thing. So 
can you describe a little bit of your team identity this year and, and how you guys kind of formed that? Yes. Uh, okay. Uh, as a team, and it's it's like you know the outside of the practicing and out outside of the of the games that we we want to be, and this is this this came from the players. So so we want to be together that that we have our our culture how we act how we behave and and it's some something like it's it's built built inside and and also it's in our identity it's the part of it's that we we respect each other and it's not, those are the simple things like you know the don't be late take care of our locker room take care of your equipment and also that we help each other. Uh, we want to be a positive team. That that when we when we are successful, we enjoy it together. And and if we have challenges, we we try to figure out it together how to beat the challenges. Uh, in in practicing, the big thing is this: our identity is demanding level. And and once again, it's it's really easy easy word. I think everybody have, you know, everyone wants to have a demanding level. But for us, the demand level is that that when you are a player, you're ready to practice. You take care of you take care of your body. You know, when we went, when we go on ice, when we go on doing our trial and practices, you have to be ready. That's the first part of demanding level. Then you have to be you have to concentrate so you have to take care of your mind that that you when you when you come to practice you have to be ready to ready to do it take care of your mind okay sometimes you you have have some problems outside maybe your school is not going well so that's the thing that also that that we try to to tell the players that you know that you can you can have that demanding level you have to take care of your school also that that's not the stressful thing for you and and also that in that demanding level is that you have to recognize the small details we in in u20 level we really like to talk about the small details uh another another thing in our identity identity when we practice is that that it must it's quality and it goes back to the the, the culture how we how we do things uh we we all, always we try your best you don't you don't actually care about the the outcome the, the most important thing is that you you try your try your best and it's a good thing to some sometimes fail that's the first step to 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 be successful on something uh we want to have a process that that we get get better all the time so your goal always have to be that the next repetition is better than the the one before and and also the thing in quality is that that you really have to be honest on your like on your own own action your own own your own own practicing that you have to be honest on it you cannot lie yourself that you are really good on something if you are not and and also in in quality the same thing that that the demanding level is that you have to recognize the details and in quality you have to you have to do those details 
when you're doing is it some drill on ice or is it some trial and practicing that if there's some details that you know technical details you have to recognize those and then you have to actually try to do those technical details and and in the games uh we do our best every time and and it's something it's it's also it's kind of cliche but but that's something that also that that you can actually practice it's not inner like somebody use most of the time you hear that some that say that the, the that the most you know once again the the best best talent is that you 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 know how to how to practice you you practice hard or the best talent is you never give up it's it's not true actually that's a thing that you can practice if in practice if we create the environment that that in practice you you never give up so then you learn it then you can actually play the game the way that you never give up and and in the games of course we want to have the the game system that everybody is, is is in the same game system the team comes also first it's the game system and the way how we play is same for everyone and 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 the, in the end in our identity we know that the score the, the if we win if we lose it's because our identity and it's really important to understand but that's pretty much the the our team identity for this season and we've been doing this together with the players. Yeah, it's a, it's really interesting and very, um, very complete. So thanks for sharing with that with us. So now, from from your side as as the coach on your team, um, what is that environment that you want to create for your players and for your staff as well um, on your team? And you know, maybe very similar to the identity, but you know, basically like. How do you want your players to feel being a part of your team? And how do you want your coaching staff to feel being a part of your team as well? Uh, once again, I don't, I don't think it's any, any kind of <laughs> rocket science. It's just a science that, that we want to we wanna feel the, the three psychological needs. Is it, it doesn't matter. Is it our equipment manager? Is it uh, is it our assistant coach? Is it, is it the player that they they all feels the autonomy? They they all feel the competence and also the relatedness. And 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 once again, it comes to that we can we can always have these ideas and talk about it. This, but does it really happen every day? Uh, does my assistant coach does it does he feels autonomy <laughs> you know when he's he's, ru he's running a practice in the other end and i see something that you know i think that it shouldn't go that way do i go there and start to tell him that stop and this is wrong or do i just let him do it and maybe have a conversation that what did you what did you saw in that situation and why did you do it that way the same thing with the with the players we we our players have some weeks it's 30 minutes sometimes it's one hour they have their own time on ice that we we stop practicing together there's ice for the players and you know only direction is that that try to make yourself a better hockey player and then they then they 
figure out practice for themselves and and sometimes there's a there's a play, uh, sometimes players will be doing this like now i don't know five six years they are they can like make really good practicing for practices from that so really good drills and sometimes we have a new player who have no idea what to do so once again if i see that now they are doing this they they created this drill for themselves and it's not good <laughs> but i you know it's not autonomy for them if I go right away then them to tell that you know you now you're doing totally wrong you shouldn't do this then it's it's the autonomy it's not the thing that, that we just like throw them there and let let them do whatever they want but then we can go there and guide a little bit ask some questions and okay why you guys are doing this and okay this is what you are trying to do and then maybe give them some tips, but they still feel the autonomy. But it, of course, it cannot be this all the time. Somebody have to lead, lead the team and, and make the decision. And the players need that also. But but that's the one way how we feel them, make them feel autonomy. Then the the hard thing is competence. That that in in this level, U20 highest level, there's always a players who don't get much ice time. There might be like two months that that they are not playing so how you can make them feel of course the first line first line player feels confidence because probably he's a pretty good player and have a have a success in the games but it's hard to make those players to feel the confidence also but but then it comes from the values and the identity and consistent so so if they are trying hard they can feel confidence and they they are really appreciate it in the team and they can feel it even if they are not playing in the games and relatedness i think that's in a in a good team on uh, environment and i i strongly believe in, in already in u20 there there are not much guys who are doing it for only for themselves because they've been in 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 growing up in the team environment so that's that's something that we don't need to do so much as coaches, and of course we, we, our coaching staff, we also need to have that that relatedness and together. But I think for us who's been on the team sport, I think this comes. This is the easiest thing to get. You don't have to work so much on that. But but that's the thing that that we try to fill those three psychological needs, and it's. You know, once again, it's everybody knows that, and it's it's pretty simple. But it 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 have to be in that every day, and that that makes it difficult. And another another different thing in the in the in the team environment is that that as a as as a player and as a, also a coach, it's really hard to separate hockey and the person. And and I feel that's that's something that that we really need to help the players, the other coaches, we need to help each other because I think every coach and every player knows the feeling that when you are not playing good or or as a coach you're losing games, so you also feel that you're a bad person. It, at least it happens to me. And 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 I feel that we we have to have that environment that we can separate it. I know, I know the no the players cannot do either. It's really hard. You you know when you're playing bad, you feel that you're just such a horrible person. 
And in the other hand, when you are doing really good, it doesn't make you a better person. You're still the same, same guy. So, so that's something that that it's it's hard what we're trying to do. That that if we lose the game on Sunday, so so we are not bad people when we come on the on the arena on Monday morning. Well, I think the very interesting part to me again it goes totally back to the importance of consistency in everything what you do if you lose as a person or if you win as a person i feel that this is a um, very important guiding theme of our conversation so far here today and you mentioned in your answer that the word leading and it's very interesting to me because you have been leading for some of the players now some of the players now for quite well um, you have started coaching them in under 14 and under 13 and and now now they're still with you in under twenties. And how was that experience like to really provide them the road and really to guide them for six seven years? And now they're still moving you. And how much have you seen being them growing? And what how does it make you feel as a coach to be just for so long time with the same players around? Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a kind of I don't know it's a huge privilege you know i've been coaching some of the guys eight years and they they were like young boys when we started and now they are i don't know if if 20 year old is an adult but <laughs> but almost almost adults and 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 some of them are already a you know professional players and they their dream kind of kind of came true and some of them are still like chasing the chasing the dream, but there's there's good things and also there's challenges. But but like I said before, that I need to have the growth mindset. So there's there's a player that this is eight eight year I'm coaching him, and in a, in a junior hockey you you need to get better every every year every season. Our goal is to make the player better. So, so it it really makes me to try harder. That I have to learn new things. I have to find new ways how to how to you know teach players. And of course, there's a good thing that, that some of the players I I know really well. So, so sometimes it's easy to coach. You know, sometimes there's a example. Last year there was a player that. That the only coaching what I did him like the whole beginning of the season I, I I told him to keep smiling, be happy, and and he had a great season, and I I didn't need to say him anything else you know he knows everything else he's an unbelievable player he have all the skills just smile, but then some of the players that we've been trying like so many years to learn the ways to you know. Of course, and, and it's not only me. Of course, I have had a lot of like assistant coaches with me, and 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 that you know brings a little bit also the new ways and ideas. But but sometimes it's really hard that you've been trying and trying and trying like so many years, but but you know we we don't develop in this certain area. But when it happens, sometimes you know it it's it's boom. You can tell one thing, you know, try it this way, and then it happens, and it's really rewarding. But yeah, it's uh, it have it's been a really great experience, and 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 
I kind of <laughs> feel that it would be so nice to start again, you know, avoid all the mistakes in the beginning. But maybe maybe that that's not gonna happen. But yeah, it would be so nice to try it again. But yeah, it's it's I think that's and I'm so lucky that you know that's a that's so amazing feeling that that you started coach coaching a kid in the U13 double A player, not a good player in that time. But but you saw that that you know there's a will and you should you know that you know I'm gonna give him everything I got, even if it's not gonna be a professional player. But because he wants it so badly, and and now he's playing Liga, so so and he he his dream came true. So I think that's the that's the best feeling what you can have as a coach. It's it's bigger bigger than winning any any championships or anything yeah that's really interesting and and to be able to kind of follow a player along and and, and help them throughout that journey that's something that i think is is really special and really like a unique chance that not a lot of coaches get to experience as well and you know i i think back to my time in the states i was with some of the players that i had there from the time they were nine until 11 and had them for three seasons and even that was special but then to even go further and, and have them for eight years that's I'm, I'm a little jealous of you if you can't pick up on that but um but I kind of want to shift gears now into what kind of motivated you to start coaching so looking back at when you stopped playing you started coaching at the U13 level and you started um, in the program here in Viramaki I was told I was saying that wrong today so I've trying to correct myself now um but what 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 made you start coaching what made you make that shift from playing and and coming into the coaching side of things and and yeah just what motivated you there uh first of all uh, i think we can all agree that uh, it's a lifestyle you know hockey is a lifestyle and when you when you got kind of like grow up inside of that it's it's hard to get rid of it <laughs> and, and I think that's a big motivation that some something is so so important for you that you you still want to be involved in in, in an, and also in the beginning I think I thought that what motivated me is the competition and and, and winning will to win and, and and but like i said i i went to the professional world to coach under 13 double a so i think the winning motivation <laughs> went away pretty quickly but those are those are the things that that what motivated me in the beginning but but i uh, now and the one thing is that background that i, I i'm being so so long with the some of the players eight years so now the big motivation is the is the process process you can do with them and and, and see them developing and i think that's that's now the biggest motivation for me and and, and hopefully hopefully they will you know 
get their their goals and dreams came true. Is it hockey or or not? But that also that that what motivates me that I I can be a I can also I have a really big chance to affect how what kind of persons they are after the hockey. So those things are, are the biggest motivation for me now. Yes. Yeah, so- it's it's again it's very funny because with you we're coming back to this a lot because you started in that under 13 age group and now you 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 coach the under 20s and some of them they made it to the under 20 sm some of them are playing already liga and as you mentioned right now it's a, it's a really long process and meanwhile for you the the reasons why you coach and how you coach um from from going from the professional level as a player to coaching under 13 it's two different worlds and on, on the entire path during your entire coaching process, what has had the biggest impact on how you coach today? <laughs> that's a that's a good question and hard question because it's kind of a you are so inside of your your everyday coaching that is it's really hard to say one thing. But but if we if we really, I I also would like to talk about hockey a little bit. <laughs> And, and and a big impact for me as a, as a hockey coach was the thing that I was in uh, in the national team under under 17 under under 18 national team and I was I was in the position of video coaching and and if we, if it because if we talk about really hockey that's that that's been a really big impact for my coaching because when you do in the videos, you kind of I like to I like to speak hockey as a game of it's a change that you try to build change. When you when you start in your own zone offense, you have the first part of the chain. Then you go over the neutral zone, you get the second chains, and 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 in the offensive zone you have the third chains. And then the, then maybe you lose the puck, and the other teams start to build the chains, and and you try to break it. And you kind of master the flow of the game when you can break the other team's chains that they cannot get the get the three chains in a row, and you make the three changes all the time. Or maybe you can, if you break another team's chains in the neutral zone, you can you can start building. You already have that one chain on 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 your your for yourself re- ready. So so for me, the video coaching was a big thing to learn learn the game and it's it's been a really big impact so you have just mentioned here that you like to view the game of hockey as chain and that's very interesting to me because um as we know the the game of hockey is full of consequences and all the time it goes up and down it's it's the flow of the game and this is something we talk a lot about here in Viromeki and about game sense and how do we develop it and it's very interesting to me that how you describe it how you see it is this would you say that this is part of your vision, or is there anything else? What, uh, what you what do you take in inside your hockey vision? So overall, what is your hockey vision? Uh, I think, yeah, that's that's hockey is a really complicated complicated game, and you you have to make it make it simple for the players. And and if you think that way, how I see it, simple way is that that you always have. Uh, you make decisions on ice and you you always you always when you make the decision you have a you have two things you have a 
technical part of the decision and then you have a tactical so let's say let's say we have a two against one uh, attack and and i'm with the puck so so i make the tactical decision do i shoot or do i pass and then i have to make the technical decision i have to be able to execute with the with i have a get enough skills technical skills to make the decision is it if i if i if my decision is that i pass then i have to have the technical skill that i can actually make the pass and if you think it that way it's pretty simple and it it kind of goes in every situation on ice doesn't matter if you offense or if you defense and and as a coach i need to i need to help players to to have a less that when they have the situation when 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 our demon gets the puck under the pressure that he doesn't have a hundred different decisions that he have to choose one and the other four players on the ice that they don't have hundred different decisions that they have to make they have to take one because then it's I think it's not <laughs> possible that they, if they, if five players have hundred different, different ways to do the do the situation, that they they make the same decision same time. So so as a as a coach, when we have our game system, we try to take those decisions off, off that they have. Maybe in some situation they have five different decisions to make. They have five different ways to play this situation. And then maybe the guy next to you, the second player, the third player, the fourth player, they can read it. They, they can pick up quickly the same decision, make the same decision. And that's, that's the reason of, of hockey. And also, it's, it's easy to say that, you know, every, every coach likes to say that, you know, I don't want them to dump puck in. I don't, I don't, you know, we want to play acting. We don't want to play trap. We don't want to, we only want to have a quick rhythms. We want to play fast game, but it's in, in U20 level, it's not realistic anymore. You know, it's for me, I'm just, you know, it's not, it's not good coaching. If I let some players lose the puck 10 times on the blue, on the blue line make that decision every time that you know he's gonna make some nice dig and lose it of course we can say that that then he's a really brave player and he he can make these moves but it's not realistic because next next level when he goes is a professional level and in professional level it's all about winning the games and you don't get 10 chances to lose the puck on the blue line probably when you go there you lose it first time and you're not playing anymore and it's not fair for the player to teach them something like that. So what I try to teach them that on the blue line, when you are with the puck, and this is just an example, you have you, you there's a there's the decision. Even you pass, even you carry, even you dump the puck in. One, one of the three decisions, and you have to know which decision to make. If you are faster, you have a full. You're in full speed. You in that you're faster than the that you have a better speed than the demon, you know. 
make the dig, carry the puck in. If we are, there's a five minutes left the game and we are losing with two goals. We need to get the puck inside the zone by carrying it because it makes us makes better. We can make a, make a goal in better percent if we do that. Then you have to do it. But if we are, if there's two minutes left and we are leading by two goals, why you why you have to do a keep the puck open and try to carry it in because in that situation you can protect the puck and carry it in you know that try to not saying that that you cannot lose it on on the blue line you get you cannot lose it but you have to find the right time the right moment the right situation when you take the risk example and and that's something in in we need to teach them in hockey not just make not just tell them that make the stupid decision after decision and lose it 10 times and think that we are good coaches now because we teach him that he can he can do it do that and he's now he's a brave player and he's one day he's gonna be professional because of that and of course this is this is difference in u20 level than example in, in u12 level so really that that um that makes a, for a really interesting question here. And this is one that we, we've liked to ask recently. You know, you were just talking about kind of your role as a, as a coach and kind of preparing the players to play at the next level and helping them make the, mm. the decisions for the next level. But I want to ask kind of overall, what, what do you see the role of a coach being in, in both the sport context and in the, the non-sport context? I think, I think it's 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 really really big it's huge but in the other other hand we we cannot like make ourselves too important either because there's there's always the players playing long career he's, he's gonna have so many different coaches so many different ways and styles to coach so he cannot like that that be just related in one coach that okay this coach is always really positive and 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 i feel good and i play good but what what if the next coach comes and he's always really negative <laughs> is is it then the like the ticket for you to play bad so we we cannot make ourselves bigger than we actually are that that the players they they can they cannot so how do I would say that that the players they we we are we, we as a coaches our role is huge but in the other hand we are not that important you know it's kind of a schizophrenic we cannot we cannot make ourselves too important for the players yeah that's that's a really interesting perspective I like your, the way you're putting it because I think you know the the coach can have such a, a big impact on that on that player. I think especially as a young age, right? Like you can have such a influence mm-hmm. on them, but you can't make yourself. You know, you can't have this idea that you are everything for this player, right? You, it still mm-hmm. has to be about them rather than about you know yourself, kind of thing. And you know, we have um, just one final question for you. And you mentioned earlier if you could go back to. Um, when you just started coaching and do it again, you would, you would really like that experience. So if you could go back and, and start your coaching career again, what are some of the, the key learnings that you've learned so far that you would tell yourself before you started again? 
uh, of course the, <laughs> the the things that everybody say that you know remember to enjoy and and and, and don't don't take too much stress about losing the game or winning the winning the game and the, and the, the way is most important important thing and and those kind of things but if i would advise myself so i would say that that it was really good decision to go to start coaching with the with the kind of like grassroots that that really find your own way and, and and learn how to coach and and i will like congratulate myself that that was a smart decision uh the other thing i will maybe advise myself that that try to get to be an assistant coach because i've been a head coach all the time so so sometimes you you became a little bit blind for yourself and for how you how you coaching and it would be really good to see the other way to do it and then you can make the decision that maybe is is that the better way that should you change change your your own own ways or or also it can give a the feedback that actually what you are doing it's really good and the one thing what i mentioned earlier that that i would really like all the coaches who are starting to coach at some point try to get in some team to be a video coach because that opens your your eyes about the game and you you started to to understand it's it's actually it's it's pretty unbelievable when you are doing it and you're really into it and you're attacking the game so you start to notice that you already know what happens next that you know when when this thing happens this will be happen happen and then this will happen you kind of you can already push the buttons beforehand and 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 that's the good way to learn the tactical side of hockey yeah well you know thanks for for sharing those learnings with us and and just thank you for being so so open and willing to share throughout the entire conversation um we wish you the the best of luck for the remainder of the season hopefully we can start playing some more regular games and everything like that but um best of luck there and and Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you and good luck for you guys also. So thank you one more time for Uli to join our show today. It was a great great chance to have him on and to talk to someone from the, the Pelicans organization and, and really get a, a sense of his background and his kind of journey as a coach. And, you know, I always enjoy talking to the alumni from our program because it's, it is such a a different kind of, or not different, but kind of a a unique culture here. Um, And, and there's a lot of different stories and backgrounds within this culture. And and I think um, he's one of the uh, ones where, you know, he came in as a professional player and, and, and started as a coach and, I think that's a, a really interesting path and, and some of our, our classmates have taken that same journey, which is really you know good for like me because I never played professionally. So it's good to get their knowledge as a, as, of the game. And then, but it's also, it's cool to see kind of that transition as they become more of a, a coach kind of thing. And 
um, it, it's interesting to watch some of that development. So it's, it was really cool to talk to him about his journey through that and transitioning from a, a player to a coach. He shared some good, good insights there. So that was really cool. But, you know, to start our reflection here, I just want to mention like his, his core values that he laid out for us and how he, he preaches to his team about a growth mindset um, and always trying to work hard, always trying to be better than the, the day before. And he, he said it as the rep, the next rep has to be better than the last rep. And I, I think that's a, a good way to kind of preach your, to your athletes about the development process rather than the, the outcome of what you're doing. Um, and I, I really liked what he said. He said that being called gifted, it should be offensive to his players. You know, they, they worked hard to be there. They shouldn't be happy to be called gifted when, when, you know, they don't see necessarily the, the hard work that the players are putting in. So I think that's a, a really um, high level perspective, I would say, when you when you talk about a growth mindset. So that was really interesting uh, piece of the conversation for me. Yeah, I enjoyed the perspective too. And I think more and more, I think overall, if we consider that perspective of a, if a player is playing at this level, it should be a healthy perspective. And I think on that level it should be more or less a normal perspective because we're throwing, as he said, we're throwing words around like gifted and talented, but how much have actually invested these people to get to that level? So they spend so much time. I mean, we talked about deliberate practice several times here on the show. We had one full episode about it with Darren. We talked about it. And I mean, it just requires a lot of practice. And if you really get called gifted or talented, then then you should really feel offended. I think also the, the same, we can apply the same principle to coaching. I mean, if someone, if you, if you, if you work on a level, you don't have to work on a professional level, but if you make coaching to a profession, is it on the youth level, on the junior level, on the professional level, and someone calls you a talented or gifted coach, I think the same, same thing applies because you should feel offended because of the reason you have invested a lot. And I also enjoyed a lot the core values he has been mentioning. And what I liked a lot about his answer that, um, first of all, that you need to display the values every day. And what I also enjoyed so much is that he said, we don't, we don't have the values on a, in the locker room. We don't have them written down there. I just find the perspective very, very, very interesting because as he has been pointing out, it's, important it's much more important for that they are not just on the wall because what what does it help them if the values are on the wall but if they don't display them in their daily actions yeah i would agree and i, I think it's it really it really highlights the consistent piece that we came back to a ton of the times in the in the episode and you know consistently living out your values every day on and off the ice and in a way from the team it it, it would really evident there that you know he 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 really works with his players and and i really like how not just his not just the core values of the team but the the team identity that we talked about as well that really comes from the players on his team and i think that makes it so much more powerful i know we've talked about this tons of times on the show and in the and in class but just it's so much more powerful for the players to follow that when it's coming from them you know they buy into it more they're more motivated to stick to those values and they just feel, you know, either connected when they have those values created together. And I think that's um, a process every team should go through, right. And, and whether it's at the beginning of the year or however the season works for the sport, then 
that's, you know, that's such a good team building process. And it's something that we do here. We mentioned the Oralampi trip a couple episodes ago with our classmates and, and that whole process just brings you closer together as a group and, and as a team. And I, I really enjoyed that. And then the, the other really important thing for me from the conversation was, was that um, piece of team identity, right. And how it came from the players. And it's, it's that sense of togetherness, right? Like you, you want to be, a team. So how do we want to act as a team? How do we want to display ourselves as a team? And then from that team identity, what are the values that are important to living that way as a team? And I think that's a, a good way to look at it. And I, I really liked the, the piece of it that I really liked is the, the high level of demand um, and having a, a very high bar kind of thing. And it, it means taking care of your body and taking care of your mind and, and taking care of your, your outside life, right? And don't, don't let, you know, missed responsibilities come back and stress you out and distract you from hockey. Take care of the things outside of your life and, and really focus on improving yourself as a hockey player and as a person. I, I really like that piece of that team identity that he was talking about. Yeah, and I think it goes totally back to the whole, more or less, I feel that was this was the guiding theme of our conversation about being consistent. Because I think that's that's something I, this is something very, very important to, to be consistent in what you're doing and trying to get more consistent. Be consistent mm. Because if you don't, do not have consistency in your approach, it's going to be very tough to coach your team and it's very very tough to provide them with a guideline as 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 Maso said recently on episode as a coach it's your responsibility to to be a tour guide and if you don't have yeah. consistency in your coaching and if you don't have consistency in your life it's very challenging to be consistent and also it's very challenging to live up the the identity and the core values and I also enjoyed very much the piece that when he was saying or when he was pointing out that And this is also part of the team identity that we want to play the honest way. And this is something I feel connected a lot to. And only because other teams or other people may do things which are not like which are not according to the rules, it doesn't mean that you have a team as a team have has uh, that you have a team has that you have a team has to play the same way. You need to play your own game. And I think at the, at the same time, it also goes back again to be con being consistent. Because if you if you're not playing honest, then you're not playing consistent. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. And I, I think like that's such a, it was such an important piece there where you said like, it's not always easy to do that. It's not always easy to, to follow that and, and be honest and play honest and everything like that all the time. You know, he mentioned that that difficult time um, in his coaching where the players came to him and said, Hey, like, why don't we do just that? Why don't we just do that? And, and he even had to, to step back and say like, well, why don't we? And then kind of regather himself and say like, no, we want to play in an honest way. And I think that highlights the, the challenge of, of actually being consistent and holding yourself to your values and holding the team to your values and everything like that. And I, and it's such It is. It's, it's a huge challenge, and 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 getting through that just is is better than you know just folding into the challenge and accepting defeat. Kind of um, the last part for me, I think the the other big takeaway I had from the conversation is is just how he talked about the role of a coach, and you know we as coaches sometimes we 
think of ourselves as having this huge impact and and being very important to our players and, and their development, their process and everything like that. And to an extent, we are a, a, we are a big influence on our players. But I really liked his quote that said, you know, his our role as coaches is huge, but we are not that important. And that's kind of how we have to see it. You know, we like putting our athletes centered uh, or putting our athletes in the forefront and, and creating a player centered environment and everything like that, that that is a, a huge role that we have as coaches, but we can't make it about ourselves kind of thing. And, and we have to, we have to let our athletes be the forefront of not only our own thoughts, but of the team and everything like that and really put them in focus. And I, I really like that way of saying it because I think it's easy to get lost as coaches in, in that responsibility that we have for creating our environments and everything like that. That kind of brings you back down to earth a little bit to think about it like that. And it was a, it was a really good, really good conversation today with Uli. I really liked the, the entire hour. It was fantastic. Yeah. And actually I need to say I was, I was pretty nervous during the conversation and because it's, it's so, as we said already, it's uh, always so good if you really can speak to the people from your own organization. Now we had Tommy Niemeller, the head coach from Liga, and now we had Uli. And, and I think what I also like so much, again, we need to go back that I, I feel that there is consistency between under 20 and A juniors and that they, between, I mean, sorry, between under 20s and Liga, that they are going to talk with each other a lot and that they're exchanging ideas, that they're bouncing things off. And I think also a big role because you, you pointed out very well the, how he was phrasing that the role of a coach and that we, need, we do not need to see ourselves as too important. And I think also that something what I've been taking away from the conversation or more or less what I want to say is something what I found very interesting about the conversation is that we really, sometimes as coaches, we need, we need to take the gas a little bit from the, We, we need to take a little bit of foot from the gas because what I mean is that um, if a player is that an under 13 and he is not a good player and he has been there early, he told us that some of the players in under 13, they were maybe not the best players, but now some of them, they are playing Liga, some of them playing under 20 SM and some of them, they're still going to make it potentially. And I think what we can take away from it again, it's that as Tobias Johansson it been saying also it's about maximizing the potential and if you really see that someone really puts the effort in and really wants to get better and really tries hard and it's the biggest responsibility as a coach to help the player and do not let anyone down and I think that's such so important that the most important thing is that as coaches that we do not rush development oh this guy is an under 13 player uh, and he's not good but he is maybe not good yet if we put it in this words and that's I think that's also goes back to the growth mindset because yet plays a very play plays a very very important role in being growth minded you 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 do not have certain skills yet but you can get them if you practice yeah and i i think you know after the call with him really quick just to, to wrap it up he he was just talking to us about like you know coaching it's the same way right like you you practice it you become better at it and and you you grow into it and i think that was a a really um, fun piece at the, at the end that, that we were lucky enough to hear. But, um, you know, I think that's a, a good final message to, to leave it at. So thank you everybody for, for listening to today's conversation with Uli, the head coach of the ASM team here for the Lati Pelicans. Um, go and check out 
our social media at the coaches road we're on facebook twitter and instagram check out our new website and um have a good rest of the week and a good weekend and we will see everyone on monday thanks